Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is Life with Monica Matthews. Somebody's got to say it. So somebody's got to talk about narcissism. Might as well be me because I've dated enough of them to know. (laughs) So I received a letter from a listener. Uh, Dear Monica, uh, I have uh, been married to a man who shows signs of being a narcissist and maybe passive aggressive. Boy, there's a combination for a while now. He will never try to get help. He is very hard to live with. And I'm praying often for direction on how to either live with him or leave him. And then she goes on to talk about she is incapacitated uh, in her health and and feels kind of trapped in this relationship because of financial uh, shortcomings. And um, but the stress of this relationship is hurting her on a number of levels. And it and stress does. You know, we hear often stress kills. Right. Well, it does because your cortisol levels go up. You're sad, your spirit's wounded, your heart's wounded. And remember, I'm always telling you that we are basically, we're triune beings. I mean, we're body, soul, and spirit. So you you neglect one and the other's going to be out of whack. So it's important to take care of your soul. And these relationship issues always go back to the soul. And then whatever you're thinking and the soul is is feeling, your body is responding to. So it's very important to get honest with yourself about where you are in your relationships professionally and personally. And this woman clearly uh, wants some advice. She says, thank you for any advice on this. And so my, I, want, I want to address this because I think in this day and age of, you know, the war of, of, the, war of the sexes, uh, women against men, uh, we tend to use the term narcissism very um, liberally. And I think that's to our detriment. And it's certainly not doing our younger generations any favors at all, because now there's like blogs about it, whole societies about it. And the minute a man shows uh, any form of self-centeredness, which is a basic human flawed attribute, he is diagnosed (laughs) by the women in his life as a narcissist. And it's wrong. And I think we should stop it. So I want to start with what, I mean, narcissistic personality disorder is a legitimate, otherwise known as NPD, is a legitimate psychosis, according to psychologists, okay, and and psychiatrists. It's a a disorder in which a person has an inflated sense of self-importance, okay? Some of the symptoms include excessive need for admiration, disregard for others' feelings, and an inability to handle any criticism and a sense of entitlement. Other common symptoms are grandiosity, callous and unemotional traits, disregard for others' feelings, excessive need for admiration or social isolation, which is interesting. And because remember, when pride is at the base of anything, of any paradigm, of any sense of self or group or otherwise... That is rooted in fear. 
and fear is always there to divide. It is never there for fellowship or to bring closer because it will not allow you to become close because the only way for fear to maintain its autonomy and to stay in place, its stronghold is to isolate, is to inflate. Okay, so I want to touch on something briefly. Self-pity and fear and things of that nature, self-pity comes along usually and self-importance and self-inflation in my experience in ministry comes along at a very young age. If you see someone who is very self-idolizing, uh, self-inflated, um, there's usually a reason you can look back into their distant past or not so distant past and see that at some point in their lives, they were left in a survival mode. Okay, one of two things happens. Either someone is completely idolized in their families, and, and a lot of boys are, believe it or not, particularly in the black culture, little boys are extremely adored and idolized over the girls. I don't know what that is. I don't know. I don't know why. And so there's a sense of this conflated, you know, this, this, this grandiose sense of self as they get older, and what you see is kind of a generation of older black women who are just kind of fed up with that, right? Because they've been second-class citizens in their own families for a really long time. And that is a cultural ethnic issue at large. Okay, backing back up. In most cases, though, if you see a man or and even a woman who is very self-oriented, there's been at some point in their lives where they were left to survive unto themselves. And either they were abused, neglected, and I'm not saying all roads lead to abuse, but abuse takes on different forms. In this age of everything pedophilia, we immediately go to sex trafficking and sexual abuse, and you would be shocked how many people have been sexually abused. But neglect is abuse. Telling your kid that his thoughts don't matter and shut up and sit down, or he's stupid, or he dropped the football so he's a wimp, he's a weenie, he'll never do anything right. Those are messages that never leave the psyche of a child. And we are wired to self-protect and to survive. That's how we are wired to survive. We're not, we're not wired for self-destruction. We're wired to survive no matter what. Don't believe me? Look at all the world wars. So people are at war within themselves. And whenever that happens, the only way to survive as a kid is to align with a, I call it a spirit a mentality, an emotion, a, a psychosis, really a pathology of self. And it works when you're little. It works. And I know because I was one of them. I, w- I mean, that was the only way I was going to make it out of my situation was to go into myself. And so, but as an adult, that stuff starts looking really ugly. And self-pity can work for a child to keep them alive narcissism to be focused on self um, in such a hyper way is really self-preservation. So if you can start from that point of understanding why most people end up with this tag, you know, this brand on their forehead of NPD, and we use it so liberally, and I think that's wrong because most of us, all of us are wired for ourselves. That's part of the fall. That's part of the human nature. It just is. So when you recognize this in someone, I don't think it's time to start diagnosing people, but I think it's time to see, and this was my advice to her, 
wherever, whatever decision you make is going to have to begin with you. Whatever the outcome of this relationship is going to be, whether he is a bona fide narcissist or not, you have to begin with you getting honest. Is this relationship working? Is the other half willing to stop being abusive? When I say abusive, it is abusive to neglect your spouse. It is abusive to um, disregard someone else's feelings. It is abusive to constantly criticize someone. Narcissists will make you crazy thinking that you're crazy because that's the only way to keep themselves in place. And their stories and their alibis and their grandiosity is to make you think that you're crazy, that there's something wrong with you. Okay, so we know all the signs to narcissism. You can look them up. They're right there on Google. And if you're living this, you know what I'm saying is true. And I've lived it where you just start questioning everything about your own identity and sanity. And uh, usually people who are very empathetic are drawn to narcissists. You know why? Because you see that wounded little person in there. And if you have a maternal bone in your body and you see that inside of them, you want to do something about it. And that is to your own detriment. So my advice to anyone dealing with someone who is self-inflated is to start with yourself in a relationship. If you're in the workplace with someone who's self-inflated, you're there to do a job. You focus on you. You focus on your profession, your job. How can you make that person's uh, life, company, bottom line, whatever, what it needs to be on par? If it doesn't work out, you move on to another job. Don't let a narcissist wreck your world. Personally speaking, you have to check yourself about whether or not you're willing to continue on in an abusive situation, mentally, physically, emotionally. If the person's not willing to change, it is now up to you to recognize your worth and your value and what you're missing in life. Okay, until next time, Monica Matthews on iTunes, Stitcher, WSBRadio.com, The Monica Matthews and Monty Matthews on Facebook, Monica on your talk on Twitter. I love you guys. Remember, be kind to yourself. Begin always with yourself being kind. See, there's that self stuff, but there's healthy self stuff that you could be doing, right? To make the world a more beautiful place. And remember, if you're an American, act like one. 